We are at the two-minute warning of the third and final preseason game. It is a 20-12 Chargers lead, and welcome to the most aggressive post-game show you're going to find anywhere on YouTube. We don't even wait for the game to end before we get going. We're brought to you by Bottom Line Bets. I told you I headed out to Vegas a couple weeks ago to secure a new sponsor for the channel, and indeed, Bottom Line Bets is the sponsor of our post-game show. Hopefully, this entire season, it is a handicapping service, and they offer really good gambling advice, daily, weekly, monthly price points for anyone interested in doing a little bit of gambling and having a little know-how on your side. A professional handicapper is my friend Stefan. He has started this service and he plans on having great success with everyone who signs up with him. He's going to put some money in your pocket this coming football season. Three guaranteed picks a day. You might even get more than that. But if you're interested, check out Bottom Line Bets. Start tracking his wins and losses as we get into the season. And when you get bold and when you get serious about laying down with the right bet, Bottom Line Bets will hopefully be there to give you the right advice. What a day we have had here in San Francisco with the news that came down this afternoon, later in the afternoon, broken by Adam Schefter that Trey Lance had indeed been traded away a fourth round pick is the return it was originally reported a mid-round pick and so yeah i, I figured it was probably going to come in four or five four it is and trey lance is going to be is a dallas cowboy uh, i didn't have that one on the bingo card i really didn't and when i'm thinking about this in terms of what is right for trey lance i don't even know if this trade is right for him is it right for the 49ers only time will tell and obviously things would have to go poorly to starting and backup quarterbacks before you'd even know whether or not this were the right situation but it is a massive admission of a wrong decision and you can Place all the blame on the draft pick itself, how aggressive they got to that draft pick, the player not developing, the coach not coaching him up, the general manager being obtuse about where this player really fit into the entire scheme of things. Like there are a lot of fingers to point at a lot of people in a player not working out for the San Francisco 49ers. Even as we admit all of that is on the table and true and factual, it is quite a bit of a feather in the cap of this entire team and this franchise that they could have made a pick this premium, this important, and it doesn't seem to have any real bearing on the franchise's immediate future, what the distant future looks like for the 49ers and Trey Lance again. Those things are officially now so far away, and we are at the dawn of a brand-new football season. I'm not sure that any of that matters. Uh, we are approaching uh, a minute 20 left to play in this game. We're going to wait to really throw it into post-game mode. Um, till it actually goes final, but there is very little left out there in a fourth quarter that matters. It's about getting everyone off the field healthy and just getting ready for week one. But an unbelievable story broke today out of Santa Clara. I mean, it really is. I thought that Trey Lance was going to be best served by staying in what is not his ideal situation. Obviously, his ideal situation is he was drafted to be a franchise quarterback, and he wanted to be a franchise quarterback of the 49ers. As a matter of fact, he was flipped the keys to the kingdom at the beginning of last year, but we all know what happened. 
and careers in life are all about timing. And unfortunately, the timing of Trey's personal development, the patience that his coach would show in him and the need of this team very much in win right now mode. Um, it was all flawed in its conception, in its execution, in its design. It didn't work. I can't think of a bigger swing and miss that we have ever really attached to a failed player on a team because I don't think we can find any any example of that much capital being given up to draft a player who was off the team before he even reached the beginning of a third year, much less the end of a third year. Uh, a fresh start for Trey Lance, definitely going to benefit him to some point, but not to all the points um, that even, you know, the biggest Trey Lance greatness prognosticators would be hoping for. And let me tell you, if you're really on, well, I'm so much on team Trey and I'm upset with the Niners for the way it ended. I'm going to root for Trey Lance no matter what. Well, congratulations. You're a Cowboys fan now. Ugh. Is that really what you want to do? Is that how quickly you're ready to hand over your allegiances to somewhere else over one quarterback? And let's face it, quarterbacks don't work out all the time. You can count on both hands, Kyle Shanahan quarterbacks that haven't worked out. So when you go around the league, it is a bit more forgivable. And the whole what can and can't happen, what does and doesn't happen with Kyle Shanahan, the scales of the Shanahan balance out. If Brock Purdy really turns into the quarterback, they now hope he will be for them. And let's face it, with the trading of Trey Lance, he damn well better be for them. And we'll also talk about how if Sam Darnold is thrust into action this year, it better not be a situation where Kyle has to explain away why he made that decision. If at any point in time you see Sam Darnold, and after that game you got Kyle Shanahan at a podium explaining why Sam Darnold is his backup quarterback, things have gone poorly. Things have gone wrong if that were to happen. Uh, what do we got? We got a field goal by the Chargers. Uh, 71 seconds left in the game. It is an 11-point lead, 23-12. to 12, And the only thing I'm going to tell you is uh, uh, thanks to our new sponsor, Bottom Line Bets. As always, our other sponsors throughout the Damon Bruce Plus experience have been Ike, and we love Ike. His face is on his cardboard cutout is, is covered up here by Bottom Line Bets. Uncle Boys is doing a little burger sellout this Sunday to try to make up for the uh, break-in that they had last week. Go on out and support Uncle Boys this Sunday if you're looking for a great burger in the inner Richmond. And if you're looking for a great whiskey, I promised everyone that there would be whiskey pulls tonight. Look, I, I'm not, I'm not going to bring you in with a promise and then give you something else. This is blackened whiskey. It is phenomenal whiskey. You're going to want to pick some up for yourself and then maybe class it up like I did tonight by throwing that bad boy in a little bit of a, a whiskey glass. Look, with my own logo, these will be available soon. So, you know, stay tuned. Merch is coming. Uh, we are going to be wrapping up this game here shortly. Cannot end fast enough. Cannot get the preseason over fast enough. Uh, I see already just checking in. We have someone saying he cannot wait. Paul says for Maximum. Look, I think a 
a whole point that I went way out of my way to make at the dawn of this preseason was we cannot achieve maximum football in the preseason. The 49ers cannot achieve maximum football without Nick Bosa on this team and on the field. The 49ers can't achieve maximum football without Christian McCaffrey dressing and playing. You can't have maximum football unless you got Trent Williams, the mountain man out there playing left tackle, one of the best players in all the league protecting his quarterback's blind side. So what the Niners did and didn't do in the preseason, uh, uh, you know, if, if they have a bad season and you want to point to the negative things in the preseason and say it all correlates and it bears fruit. Okay. But I've also seen, you know, Mike Singletary teams go undefeated in the preseason and get throttled and embarrassed in almost every quarter they played in the regular season. So the two really are not indicators of what is about to happen. You just want to see some players go out there, uh, comport themselves well, put some good stuff on highlight reel, and hopefully your team, which hasn't installed a game plan. My God, what are the the, the San Diego? The San Diego. That's going to happen more than once tonight. The Los Angeles Chargers ran the ball 41 times tonight. I mean, they're, they're, they're not even out there trying to send in plays. They're just like, let's get out of here as fast as humanly possible. 41 rushes for 267 yards. That's six and a half per carry and look again preseason what does it really matter the answer is no one really knows there are a lot of people out there who want to tell you like me calm down there are another lot of people there are an awful lot of people who want to sell you as all of this is among the zenith of importance of the entire year i mean the truth has got to be somewhere in the middle right but that is not good it's never good to get pushed around on the line of scrimmage. I don't care where you're playing, who's playing, what string of your depth chart you're playing in. It's never a very good look. Here is, now that this game is over, 23-12, Chargers beat the 49ers in Santa Clara. Um, all preseason long, the 49ers have been hurt right up the gut. In all three games so far this year, they've been hurt with rushing attempts going straight up the middle of their defense. And again, we haven't seen Hargrave out there. Kinlaw's been uh, flashing at times, but also getting pushed around at times. Uh, haven't seen an awful lot of, or any really, of Eric Armstead out there. So that's not the real defense, but you don't want to get pushed around like they've gotten pushed around. And you don't want to be just zone read baffled every single time you see it. And the quarterback decides to pull the ball out, keep it in his own belly and go with it. The 49ers get fooled by that play like they're a high school football team at times. Is it Fred Warner out there getting okey-doked? No, he was off the field when the okey-doking really started. Fred Warner did play well tonight. That is good. You want to see that. Um, but look, the 49ers have gotten gashed with a zone read and right up the gut in all three of these preseason games. Special teams, I've been keeping notes. So special teams has only struggled in the following categories. Kick return, punt return, punts, field goals, points after touchdowns, and kicker health. Is that good? It's not. It's not. Let's not pretend like special teams hasn't been a problem 
during really the entire run of the Kyle Shanahan era outside of Robbie Gold, who was Mr. Automatic and is now no longer here, and the two kickers that they carry on the roster, Zane Gonzalez hurt himself tonight, and Jake Moody hurt himself, uh, the rookie kicker out of Michigan, in the week of practice leading up to tonight. So you got two hurt kickers. You have trouble with points after. You have trouble with field goals. Mitch Wisnowski has not been great at any point in time, punting, kicking off, whatever. He hasn't done much. The return game hasn't popped in any particular way, shape, or form. And my God, who did the who they have in there tonight? That one guy who uh, you know, Anthony Miller's probably not on this team, right? He returned a punt in the fourth quarter and he tried to catch it at the two. He muffed it and he was buried inside the five yard line. You got to let that ball go. Like, how are you good enough to have? qualified as I might be able to return a punt in an NFL game and still not have the instinct to say, yeah, I'm going to let this ball just bounce in for a very, very easy touchback instead of putting my team in a compromising situation. Hey, it happens all the time. Young players make bad choices, right? The quarterback room, if we're totally honest, is still defined by big scoops of hopes and maybes. That includes Brock Purdy, but Brock has played well in the limited action that we've seen from him. And the shortcomings in scoring really haven't been attributed to him. Um, He got sacked on an opportunity to score last week against Denver when he was on third and goal. And Jordan Mason fumbles away what could have very much been a touchdown, but he coughed up the ball instead of scoring the touchdown. So Brock was denied uh, leading the team on a touchdown drive tonight, but he, he did appoint himself well, but Brock Purdy right now is a really hope he can do it again. Kind of a maybe now it's a strong, maybe, and he has been vetted by regular season play, which clearly Kyle believes in as the end all be all of what's important. And This is why it's his job. It's a big part of the reason why Trey Lance is no longer in the building. It's not just Lance, Lance, Lance. It's what Purdy represented and then what Sam Darnold came in here to represent as well. Now, Darnold did not play great tonight, but you see the flashes of arm strength and talent as much as you see the flashes of him getting a little bit of a happy feet and looking a little nervous. I'll tell you, if at any point in time Sam Darnold is thrust into more than just spot action where, you know, they're, they're going to check out Purdy. So he comes in for a player or two, then Purdy's back in the game. Like if Sam Darnold is getting starts this year and those starts go anything other than that didn't feel too much different than if Brock Purdy were in there, the Trey Lance issue is going to be revisited to the point where you're going to want to spoon your eyeballs out with a rusty fork. Trust me. That's coming back. That will be a storyline that continues to haunt this year, even though Trey Lance is no longer in the locker room. And honestly, I I don't think the 49ers believe that Trey Lance is going to be in this locker room or in any locker room very, very long. Look, 30 other front offices, okay? And say what you will about the Cowboys front office, that's Jerry Jones, and that comes with a stack of memes and jokes about some of the decisions he's made as a general manager, where Jerry's just constantly like, he's he's hunting value. He looks at Trey Lance as a stock that was a blue chip stock that fell upon hard times, and he can pick up for pennies on the dollar right now. And I think that's why he jumped on it. 
more than anything else. I'll tell you who did not get served particularly well by this trade in terms of playing this football season. It's Trey Lance. As a matter of fact, Trey Lance is in a worse backup situation. He's still a third-string quarterback. It's not like he is going to be backing up Dak Prescott. And more than Brock Purdy is, Dak Prescott is a franchise entrenched making $40 million a year NFL quarterback. So that guy's not coming out of the huddle for anything other than he's going into the hospital. Brock Purdy at some point in time could play himself off the field. It's not just going to be an injury that gets him out of there. At least that used to be the way the, 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 his existence felt. I don't know if we're quite still there. It feels like they're very pot committed to Brock Purdy as of, the Trey Lance trade this afternoon. But you had 30 other NFL front offices say, we're not trading for Trey Lance. The Dallas Cowboys say, we are trading for Trey Lance. It's a fourth round pick. So now what kind of a situation is Trey Lance in? Again, he's behind a the most entrenched backup quarterback he's ever played behind, and that includes Jimmy Garoppolo, obviously. Dak Prescott is paid King's ransom salary to be the Dallas Cowboys franchise quarterback. Whether you think he is or not, his paycheck says he is their franchise quarterback. And then you got Cooper Rush. Cooper Rush played so well at times being Dak's understudy, there was talk about maybe he should be the quarterback. Cooper Rush is a more entrenched, trusted backup quarterback than Sam Darnold has proven himself to be any level of quarterback in this league. And Dak Prescott isn't leaving for anything other than a bad injury. Trey Lance has less of a chance to play and develop, I believe, in Dallas than he would have in San Francisco, even if Lance conspiracy theorists who said that, you know, uh, Shanahan hated him. Just like soured on him after four or five practices and never got out of the doghouse because it's real hard to get out of a Kyle Shanahan doghouse. I won't say it's not hard to get out of a Kyle Shanahan doghouse. I think it is. It probably is. But um, that's not why Trey Lance was traded. Believe me, Kyle had every reason in the world to want it to work out with Trey. He needed a smooth start into his transition into the NFL and the, the start of his transition to the NFL was anything but smooth. So again, 49ers preseason summary. They're getting hurt with runs right up the gut. They're getting killed on zone read. They got special teams problems galore everywhere you have a special teams play or player at this particular time. The quarterbacking room is still defined by a whole bunch of hope and maybe. And the best player on the team, and this is kind of a new one for the 49ers, the best player on the team isn't even on the team yet. And this Nick Bosa situation, again, I was hoping that tonight they would use the cap space that got cleared up by Trey Lance no longer being on the team to get back to Nick Bosa and be announcing he will be back on Monday, maybe at halftime of this game tonight. You know, Vern Glenn absolutely wanted to step on a box on the field and talk into the camera and say, we, we are announcing that uh, Nick Bosa is on a private plane right now, flying to San Francisco and he's back, baby. That has not been announced. That feels like it requires a little sip of whiskey. Does it not? That's good. 
It's good. Got the ice melt just a little to where it's now a little whiskey and water. It's real nice. It's real nice. You can bet on it. And again, thank you to our new sponsor, Bottom Line Bets. If you are interested in getting really solid gambling advice from a handicapper who isn't just giving tout service advice, he lives in Las Vegas. Any bet he's telling you to make, he is playing it himself. It's not like he is just selling ideas and that's how he hopes to make money on gambling. My man Stefan is a gambler of the first degree, a legendary, growing into certainly a legendary Las Vegas handicapper, so much so that he has started his own handicapping website. Bottom line bets, go ahead and check it out. I think you will be interested in starting some of your gambling investment with a little of his advice. Daily, weekly, and monthly subscriptions are offered at least three picks a day, and he works very well around football. Obviously, the coming season that everyone is waiting for, he's a whiz when it comes to baseball. And I heard he made a killing on uh, hockey playoff first period overs. So my man is in it. And if you want to get into that cashing ticket line, go ahead and check it out. Bottom line bets, like it says right here. Uh, the Shaw, good to see you, Shaw, says, uh, oh, no, G. Martinez says post game and Damon. The Shaw, oh, sorry, I was about to pull you up, but I am at the top of my uh, my, 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 my chat here, and you just... You just vanished. But hello, Shaw. Love to see you. Thank you very much for coming on by. Uh, let's see. Uh, what do we got here coming in on the text line? Um, we have learned that Chef A has a kitten named Moses. Very, very nice. Um, can't wait for that post-game press conference. Keeping the faith. Well, look, don't miss this to listen to the press conference because if anything has been proven beyond the shadow of a doubt over the last couple of days is that whatever you're hearing from the 49ers press conference is lip service. They're just speaking to get through the moment. There is no real realm of anything attached to what they're saying that you can take to the bank. I mean, look at what... John Lynch was just saying about Trey Lance this morning on KNBR and look at the situation he is in now, or was it yesterday morning? Best in class says, uh, I blame Shanahan more. He's ultimately, he made the choice. Lynch is a yes man. Now I would agree with you on that. I think Lynch is a little bit more than a yes man. He does more than just say yes. He has learned and experienced NFL eyes. He's got a Hall of Fame. He's got a Hall of Famer's eyes. Okay. Um, but this is the biggest swing and miss of Kyle Shanahan's entire career that he'll ever be afforded. And this man has an awful lot of job security. If you're asking how Kyle Shanahan's job security could truly be rattled, well, make yourself another decision that is even in the neighborhood of this. I mean, this goes down as one of the worst draft picks and trades, if not the worst draft pick and trade based on what you got, what you paid, what you gave up to acquire, not just in Niners history, but in football history. That's how bad it is. The other argument that I would make is if Kyle Shanahan really did unearth a franchise quarterback or six, seven, eight years in Brock Purdy, 
that him being the final pick of the draft makes that one of the greatest picks of all time. Certainly the greatest final pick of the draft or last round pick of the draft, not named Tom Brady, right? Right. Brady was the sixth, whatever. You know, you know what I mean? Brock Purdy just playing real live NFL snaps from Mr. Irrelevant as a starting quarterback and a franchise quarterback is almost as impressive as Tom Brady coming out of nowhere to be become Tom Brady for goodness sakes. G. Martinez says three first rounders shaking my head. Don't ever worry about it again. The only way you can get through this, I'm telling you, this is advice from Uncle Damon. Take it right now. He knows what he speaks of. The only way you can get yourself around this is to never let it bother you again. That's a sunk cost of doing business. The 49ers took a huge swing. It was a big miss. Teams that are trying to do big things do that. Results are not guaranteed. You know, the A's are in the no-swing Miss everything business. The Giants are in the we don't want to swing and take a risk business. The Golden State Warriors, who have had the ultimate success, put themselves in position to take a risk and swing for James Wiseman. Didn't work, but I understand why they did it. And ultimately, look, I, I understand why the Niners did this. They just did it with the wrong guy for way too much of a price, but it's done. And you got to get over it. You know, moving on to the next play, having a short memory, it's important in football. I know fans only think that that belongs to quarterbacks who just threw interceptions and cornerbacks who just gave up touchdowns, but having yourself a short-term memory is probably a good way to go about surviving this series. Ooh, the first jingle jangle of the night from Janavander. He goes, $2.00. In the ganja jar. Thank you very much. Appreciate that. Uh, Jean, Jan, Jan, is it like Jan Michael Vincent? Jan Evander? Jan Evander? It's a great name, whatever, however I say it. It's a great name. Um, yeah, they will be eyeing other quarterbacks. I think that they're happy with Brandon Allen, who did not appoint himself very well tonight at all. But, um, yeah, I mean, it is the job of any front office to constantly be looking at ways to improve the team, and you should be looking at all things to improve the team. Drew Down, a pluser of the first degree, if there ever was one, says, Purdy looked good for the most part. Miss Debo and uh, the footsie with Mason. Yeah, I was really happy that he didn't tear his ACL on that. Can you imagine if he went down like a knee injury tonight on the night that you traded? Uh, thank God it didn't happen. But yeah, I saw that and I'm like, oh, I hope he didn't just do the kneecap to kneecap mambo that leaves so many guys hurt. Forty Nine er says Darnold is at least three times better than Lance. Here's the thing. I don't know what Darnold's about to be for this team, and I still don't know who Trey Lance is. I'm not about to attach any value to anyone, but obviously the 49ers had seen enough to feel comfortable finally moving on for whatever reasons, and honestly, they must truly think that Trey Lance is going to be out of this league soon to have traded him to the Dallas Cowboys of all teams. Like, if he materializes into anything with the Cowboys, that would be worse with than him becoming a, a player on any other roster, right? 
I mean, seriously, for them to send him to the Dallas Cowboys, the 49ers just must believe in their heart of hearts. This guy will never haunt them. So something else, man. What a day. What a day. What a day. People noticing the uh, the drinky drink. Hey, a little drinky drink gets you going at night. Uh, what an interesting day. I my, my day started early. I was at KPIX with Gianna and Nicole Zalumis doing a little hit on TV. Came and did the show on the Plus. Then thought I was going to have myself kind of a quiet afternoon until we got to game time. And it was anything but that because, oh my goodness, the Trey Lance trade that I did not think was going to happen because I actually thought that the 49ers needed Trey Lance to be their third string quarterback on this team more than they needed an eventual fourth round or whatever they could get for him draft pick because it's not about the future. This is the thing about the 49ers. It's not about the future. It's not. It's about the right now. And that's what left Trey Lance on the outside looking in when it was all said and done. Post Gaiman Damon Yosarian, I'm glad that you are happy to see. It's it's good to be back. It really is. We're going to be doing post game all season long. Uh, two minute warning, I think, is the agreed upon start time. We're going to even start before the post game begins, and we are brought to you by Bottom Line Bets, a handicapping service that is going to give you really good investment for the gambling advice that it that it serves up my man Stefan is a first degree handicapper he's not just laying it out there he is playing it himself it's all documented on his website check it out for yourself bottom line bets the bottom line is Stefan wins he does an awful lot I was just in his penthouse at the Aria believe me the guy takes his Vegas lifestyle very, very seriously. Uh, here is the Shaw once again, encouraging everyone to hit that like button. Thank you very much. The Shaw, indeed, a pluser. He is here at 11 o'clock, um, Monday through Friday, just about all the time. And I thank you for that, Shaw, very, very much. Uh, let's see. What else we got? Um What do we have here? Side note, just noticed Ratto at KNBR. Good for him. Yeah, I think he was filling in for Adam Copeland uh, the last couple of days. So, yeah, absolutely. Good for Ray. Good for KNBR. Um, I'll always want Ray to, to succeed wherever he goes, whatever he does, however much longer he wants to do it. I'll always love Ray. I really will. Uh, Leslie... Um, thank you, Leslie. I totally agree with you. They will always be the San Diego Chargers. They're always going to be the San Diego Chargers to me. There's no doubt about it. I'm going to say that over and over and over again. I'm going to make that mistake in perpetuity. The Los Angeles Chargers is never just going to roll off my tongue. 49er says when Dallas visits Santa Clara for Sunday night football in week five, the internet will break if Trey Lance starts that game. Again, how is Trey Lance going to start that game? How bad has Dallas gotten with his first two quarterbacks going down? They trust Cooper Rush as a backup. They have made Dak Prescott one of the highest paid players in the history of football. Trey is in a it's going to be harder to play situation 
this evening than he was this morning when he was still on the 49ers roster. That blackened is sipping real nice. I'm not going to lie to you. What about the Giants statement? Well, this is a football postgame show. I'll tell you this, though, Zeus. I'm going to assume that they were shut out again. Spencer Strider, they, they couldn't hit Spencer Strider with a tennis racket. So, yeah, I'm, I'm guessing it didn't end very well. I didn't even look. Here, I'll look. I'll just I'll play along. What did the Giants do when it's all said and done? Because I was watching football, taking notes all night long. The San Francisco Giants, oh, they did not get shut out. They lost 5-1. to one. How about them Giants? Drew says Kinlaw is trash. Look, Kinlaw has plays where he doesn't look good. He also made some plays tonight that I thought really moved the pocket. And and Kinlaw, Kinlaw had a had a game where I thought, all right, that's the best he's played in a while. But is he who they drafted him to be? No, he's not. He's certainly not the next DeForest Buckner. We all know that. You want to talk about another like personnel? decision that Kyle didn't exactly nail but still even with the uh e- even with the questionable personnel decisions and draft picks that have come out of Shanahan's regime they've been to three of the last four NFC title games and more than any other sport you are what your record is and Kyle usually ends with a pretty good record and a pretty good football team And you can talk about what they are or aren't or what they have or have not done, who they are starting, who they are cutting at quarterback. You can talk about all these things. One thing that everybody who agrees on these sorts of things agrees on is the 49ers should be a really good football team this year. And they better be because the pressure to win it all is gargantuan. The pressure that will be on Sam Darnold if he's really thrust into a sustained amount of action, is also going to be gargantuan. Purdy's facing it. Shanahan's facing it. Lynch is facing it. Um, Parag Marate with his Nick Bosa deal is facing it. Everybody deserves to have grayer hair, more wrinkles, and be a little bit more uptight this year than years past because it is put up or shut up time. Kyle has an awful lot of job security, but he is so ballyhooed as a next great coach. The the longer he goes into his career without winning the ultimate prize, the more ammunition his critics are going to have to fire at him. Fair or foul, that's just the way it goes. Kyle needs a Super Bowl. He needs it to look himself in the mirror. This isn't about justification. It's about being able to shake his father's hand. And grip it as strong as Mike grips his hand. You know, coaching is the family business for the Shanahan's. So the pressure is intense. And then when you have your most high-profile roster picks being scrutinized on their way in, way out, like never before, it's something else. Just going by some of the comments I see scrolling across here, Bill Johnston says, Isaiah Oliver, woof. Yeah, look, I I haven't seen Isaiah Oliver involved in a positive play yet this postseason. Um, He has not performed well. That's been pretty obvious. 
Best in class says, how long with Purdy? Four or five games? Better get ready for Darnold Mania. I hope not. I certainly hope not. That would be bad. That would is, is look at it this way. Did Brock get hurt? Because if Brock gets hurt, that does happen. But if Brock plays himself off the field, Kyle's quarterbacking evaluation prowess is dead on arrival. If it isn't already. If it isn't already. So look, I want to talk about Purdy's first couple of series. Let me uh let me scroll down. Scroll down here, kind of get caught up a little bit. Uh Days makes a good point here saying Kyle wants a quarterback who can run the game plan and make smart football decisions. Purdy looks like a nudge above game manager, but can he be great? I mean, that's kind of the riddle of Kyle Shanahan, isn't it? Kyle Shanahan sees the quarterback position, I think, differently than just about every other team in football right now. He doesn't think you need a great quarterback to win. You need a great game plan and someone who can execute it. That's what Kyle believes in. And you would believe in that more a little bit, too, had Jimmy Garoppolo hit, you know, hit hit an open receiver. Who was that? I forget who it was. Emmanuel? Uh, you know, if if he had hit... An open receiver in the Super Bowl? Had the defense not gotten burned? Had Richard Sherman not given up a big one? Um, Maybe you wouldn't be asking questions like, can Kyle win it all? Because he will have done it. He would already have done it. But he believes his system trumps playing around with unrealized talent. You can see it. It's who he is. Kyle sees the quarterback position differently than just about any other coach and GM in this league. That's what kind of makes the Niners a little bit different and a little frustrating for some of their fans. You know, for all fans who think you got to have Patrick Mahomes to win a Super Bowl, it helps. But Kyle's trying to do this with a quarterback on a rookie deal by design. So that quarterback on a rookie deal is now Brock Purdy. Purdy, in his first series tonight, he completed his first two passes, his first to use check, his second to Debo. They were both for seven-yard gains. They were perfect passes right on the money. The protection was good. An incomplete pass on a third down throw that was intended for George Kittle. Jordan Mason, he runs it for five yards before catching another pass for a 13-yard gain, and then he picks up a six-yard run off a right tackle. Purdy is incomplete. That sets up a third and three and Brandon Ayuk catches a little hitch pass just over the down and distance and he takes it for about another 25 yards downfield I mean this is exactly what Kyle wants he doesn't necessarily need his quarterback to get the ball down the field he just wants his quarterback to get the ball to a playmaker who then gets the ball downfield for him and that's why this team is full of those guys Brandon Ayuk and Debo Samuel, George Kittle, Christian McCaffrey, these guys all have yak yards in common attached directly to their careers. That's what Kyle wants. It looked like after Brandon Ayuk made that great run with the ball after catching a quick pass off the hitch that the 49ers were going to be setting up for a touchdown that looked like Jordan Mason actually punched it in in a couple of carries, but he fumbled. 
So the Niners come away with squadouche after what was, to Purdy's you know, credit, a, a very good 10-play, 74-yard drive. Purdy gets the second series as well. It opens up with a couple of runs by Jordan Mason. And again, that was some confidence building by Kyle after the fumble. Uh, a slant to Debo by Brock. It was right on the money. That was an 11-yard gain. Mason then runs it on third and one for a first down. Brandon Ayuk, he let a ball go right through his hands. The pass was a touch high by uh, Brock Purdy, but Ayuk probably should have caught that. I'm sure he wants to have that one back. Then you have Mason uncorking a couple of his best runs of the entire night. He breaks a tackle, goes up the middle for a 13-yard gain, and then he follows that up with a 22-yard gain. It's first and goal, and Brock... He overthrows Brandon Ayuk on a fade. And then on second and goal, Purdy, he, after freezing the linebackers and the safeties with a pump fake, he sees the field correctly, makes the right decision, and scampers in himself for an untouched touchdown. It was a nine-play, 53-yard touchdown drive with a rushing touchdown from Brock. He looked good. Always want to go ahead and give credit to those who are putting a little something in the ganja jar. Zeus saying $2. Uh, uh, there you go, Damon. What the fuck's going on with the Giants? Yeah, superior competition, and they're in trouble. That's what's going on with the Giants. Uh, this is true. Rock and New Era 84. I'll only sneak it into a preseason broadcast. Once we hit regular season football, there is no giant update for you. Unless, of course, they're one of those playing, you know, San Diego last day of the season for a chance to get into the 2010 playoffs, which up oh, Bruce Bochy then turns into a World Series title. I don't think that's happening this year. I doubt my man Stefan does either. Uh, you can check him out on Bottom Line Bets, our official sponsor here for Post Game and Damon uh, this football season. It's wonderful to have them aboard. Welcome to the Plus family, Bottom Line Bets, a handicapping service for when you decide you are tired of sending in losers and hunches and you want someone who does research, has analytics, and a good gambler's gut, who lives in Vegas, who dedicates his life to the craft of handicapping. That's what my man Stefan has done. He's launched a website. He believes he's going to be successful with it, but not so successful that all he's doing is trying to sell you a pick. Any pick he is selling to you, believe me, he's playing it himself. So, um, you know, uh, is, is gambling ever guaranteed? The answer is no. But you want to go with someone who isn't just telling you where you should put your money, but is also laying their money behind their own advice. And that's why I like Stefan an awful lot. Bottom line bets for when you're serious about making the right investment in some gambling information, make sure you check them out. It's a nice website too. Daily, weekly, monthly subscriptions for all your gambling needs. So thank you very much for the jingle jangle. That'll go right into the ganja jar. Appreciate it. Uh, Michelle, I believe she was at the game tonight. She says, I'm making my way to the car. 49ers certainly keep shit interesting. Yes, they do. Yes, they do. And here's the fun part is all the stuff, you know, I'll, I'll give you the Trey Lance trade. That officially qualified as interesting this afternoon. But that's the first real qualifies as interesting of the postseason beyond Nick Bose's holdout, because I can promise you 
The minute they decide who wins the coin toss in Pittsburgh, none of this matters. Nothing that happened in the preseason matters. That better include Nick Bosa not being around yet and because he didn't get to get his body ready in the preseason, he gets hurt early on. That would That's going to be bad. If he gets hurt, Parag Marate, I'm looking at you. I can't believe they don't have that deal done yet. They need that done next week, full stop, no bullshitting. I don't care what they try to sell you. I don't care. Oh, well, you know, we are a little concerned. Well, then get the deal done. Put more money on the table, sign them. It's a more money issue. You have more money, give it to them. What the fuck are we doing? This is not a guy you screw around with. True blue forever. We're on to Cincinnati. Exactly. Here comes real football. It's amazing how sports fans have just taken the we're on to Cincinnati and have applied it to all walks of life and every sport that they can think of. I'm, dude, I know that I'm going to use that with my kids one day and they won't be old enough to understand it. They're going to be like, dad, 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 we want to stay at this playground. We got we to gotta stay. We're not going anywhere yet. I got to go down the slide 15 more times before I'm happy and I'm just going to look at Jack or Ozzy and I'm just going to say, boys, we're on to Cincinnati. We got to go. Lucky Luciano says, Damon, this guy mortgaged the future only to miss. Traded the guy after four starts. Make it make sense. Three ones and a third. Here's how it makes sense. They blew it. Do you get it now? Do you get that's that's that, that it should make perfect sense to you. Sometimes when you make a really, 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 really big decision, it doesn't work out. Have you, do you know anyone in your life who's ever been divorced? That's a big decision that ultimately didn't work out. It started with the best intentions. It started with an expensive ring that they put on Trey's finger. But it didn't work out. And so it's move on time. And look, if you are a Trey Lance fan, moving on at this time for Trey Lance might be good for him, but I really don't see it that way. I think Trey Lance had a better chance to play under the conditions that the 49ers had him in as a third-string quarterback other than the conditions that the, 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 the Dallas Cowboys have him in. Dak Prescott is more entrenched than any quarterback the 49ers have had since Alex Smith. And uh, let's see, Cooper Rush is like America's favorite backup quarterback, certainly Dallas's favorite backup quarterback. So he's not going anywhere. Trey Lance was brought in by Jerry Jones to be a, maybe there's a ton of value that I get to unearth for a fourth round pick. And he's the reason a year from now, I'm moving on from Cooper Rush or God forbid Dak Prescott, probably not. So again, you know, mortgage the future. Kept on saying mortgage the future. Mortgage the future. I'm just going to go back to this. Not to tease you here, Lucky, but just to go over the phrase, he mortgaged the future. You're still living in a house that is regarded as one of the nicest houses on the block. The 49ers have not been evicted from contending because of the Trey Lance decision. And that's the only sunny side up news I got for you because it's a massive swing and miss. There's no reason to pretend that they didn't totally screw that up. They did. But it's over. 
It's over. So you move on. Michelle's right. Those picks are long gone. They ain't coming back. It's like the whiskey I got in this glass right here. Once I sip it, it ain't coming back. It's gone. What would Bill Walsh be thinking right now? Hey, Bill Walsh drafted Jim Druckenmiller. Was in love with Jim Druckenmiller. Said, this guy's it. You know, there's no such thing as I made decisions and never made a wrong one in sports. This was bad. This was bad. If you want to hold it and lord it over Kyle... For the rest of his career, you go ahead. And there will be, look, Kyle could win back-to-back Super Bowls. They're still going to talk about the Trey Lance trade because people truly have convinced themselves that being right on draft day is as a big a portion of the season as regular season and postseason results. And I understand that teams are crafted through the draft. And I'm not trying to tell you that the draft is unimportant. But there are other teams that go about saying, you know, fuck them picks, and they win Super Bowls too. There are different ways to skin a cat. And unfortunately, they really, you know, tried to skin the wrong cat. Leslie says, it blew my mind that they traded Trey. It's... It, it, it was a shocker. I didn't think it was going to happen. Lucky says, what did Darnold do to earn it? He impressed Kyle Shanahan. Now, I, I don't care whether or not you like that answer. That's the answer. He earned the confidence of Kyle Shanahan in a way that Trey Lance didn't. Full stop. That's the correct answer. Whether you like it or not, that's why. What did Darnold do to earn it? Every single player on this team has an audience of one. Kyle Shanahan. If Kyle Shanahan is happy with you, you're good. If Kyle Shanahan is not happy with you, you're the opposite of good. Again, lucky. Damon, you're getting soft on me. Sunk in cost? No, sir. No, that's what it is. Like, here's the thing. You can keep on complaining about it all you want, but you sound nothing more like the kid who was licking an ice cream cone. The ice cream falls off the cone. Now it's on the, you know, the, the, the concrete, the sidewalk. That's a sunk cost. It's over. You ain't getting that back. There's no fixing that. Shit is done. They screwed up on Trey Lance. They spent way too much capital on the opportunity to draft Trey Lance. The capital is gone. You get a fourth-round pick back from Dallas. That's it. The best you can hope for is nailing that fourth-round pick from Dallas a year from now. That's it. 
You can kick and scream and punch and throw your toys all around the room. You can have the biggest fan temper tantrum you want. Sunk cost is exactly what the fuck it is. And if you don't start operating from that position, you, you just don't get it. You don't get it. Big-time business often comes with big-time losses. They took a huge, huge swing. They struck out. That's the end of the story. Well, how do you get that at-bat back? You don't. But for the advent of a time machine... There's nothing the 49ers can do about this. So you quit bitching about it, you move on, and you go and you win a Super Bowl this fucking year. Would that take care of it for you? Like, I'm going to tell you right now, if Brock Purdy wins the Super Bowl with the San Francisco 49ers, you won't talk about those three first-round draft picks ever again unless you're just looking to shit on Kyle Shanahan because you wanted to do it even though he just won a Super Bowl. Like, it's done. It's over. Move on. It sucks, but it's the truth. Again, I'm not picking on you, Lucky Luciano, but, you know, you're the little kid, you know, saying, why is it raining? Why is it raining? Well, I can only explain clouds and rain to you so many times, and you either get it or not. You know, like I, you know, weather is just a reality. You got to deal with it and you really can't go about changing it. And that draft pick was a reality and you got to deal with it and you can't go about changing it. It stinks that you didn't bring an umbrella on the day it was raining cats and dogs, but there, there that that's it. Again, Lucky says, they fired Jim Harbaugh because, remember, they don't hang NFC banners. No, that wasn't it either. That's not it. They fired Jim Harbaugh because Jim Harbaugh told Jed York to fuck off. And you can't do that to the guy who signs your check. Jim Harbaugh wore out his welcome real fast, the way he's kind of wearing out his welcome a little bit in Ann Arbor, but he gets a longer tarmac there because he's a Michigan man. But Jim Harbaugh wears out his welcome. He wears on people. He certainly wore out his welcome with Jed York, and that's why he's gone. More than anything else, if he were easier to get along with, they probably would have extended him, and he probably would still be the coach. But the guy's kind of an asshole. Not that I have a problem with that, but the team did. Let me tell you about Bottom Line Bets one more time tonight here. Bottom Line Bets, the official sponsor of Post Game and Damon. If you are going to be doing a little gambling this football season and you want some advice because you're a little upside down, well, that's what my friend Stefan does. He's got daily, weekly, and monthly packages being offered to give you three best bets of the day, sometimes more, but he is very much interested in, you know, consolidating the gambling into what he feels the best about, not just spreading it out so thin. So three guaranteed picks a day. It's ridiculous how often he goes three and one, or excuse me, three and oh, or two and one. And you're going to have to find out for yourself. He's got a website. You can track what he's doing. Check it out for yourself. 
bottomlinebets.com. And you know what we're also going to have for you starting on Monday? Let's say you're in the state of California and you cannot place a bet because we didn't allow it here yet on the ballot. Well, Bet My Bookie is a coming sponsor here on the Damon Brew Show. It is an offshore account, and it is going to allow you to bet right from the state of California, and it is a trustworthy, reliable place that pays out for real. So uh, we're going to have a little casino rolling through here before it's all said and done. Maybe you'll have more luck there, Lucky Luciano. All right, I'm going to scroll all the way down. First of all, Postman and Capitola, who's uh, at home recovering. Oy, oy, oy! Where is Nick Bosa? Well, it's going to take a lot more than $2 to answer that question, obviously, but thank you very much for tipping the ganja jar. Appreciate that. Um, Nick Bosa needs to be here now. Full stop. Just get him in. I don't care what it takes. Do it. I don't care. I, I don't care. I'm not here for a drop of 49er financial concern, penny pinching. It means nothing to me. If you got to go and basically tell Joan in payroll, she can't eat in the cafeteria anymore. She's down to bologna sandwiches, and that's the way it goes, Joan. We got to give your, 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 your cafeteria money to Nick Bosa. You do that. Beg, borrow, kill, steal. Get Nick Bosa in here this week. What are you, out of your minds? Otis. Hey. Hey, Otis. Good to see you. Shush. This is Damon. You are a great advertiser. Look, man, I'm good to my sponsors. Always have been, always will be. You can't make it in broadcasting without giving love to the sponsors because they take good care of you. Zeus, my man. I hit parlays in Reno this week. Darnold sucks. Well, I hope you're wrong about the Darnold part. Congratulations on the parlays. And thank you for cutting off two two bones for the ganja jar. I indeed appreciate that. Lucky Luciano. Again, he's, he's dropping two bones in the ganja jar saying, Damon, you're getting soft on me. No, no. Three number ones and a third are gone. That's right. They're gone. They're not coming back. Stop complaining about them. They're gone, kid. They're gone. They're gone. So you know what you do? You don't worry about them. You don't worry about the players that are not on your team. You worry about all the players that are on your team, and they're good enough from the first man on the roster to the last man on the roster to be considered one of the two best teams in the NFC. You win the NFC, and then you go take a shot and win in the Super Bowl. That's how, that's how you make it all right. That's how you make it all right. Uh, that's it. Go win a Super Bowl. You'll never hear another word about those picks again. Dan says, uh, you won't see Trey start a game for any team in at least three years. Anybody want to bet? Well, look, situations can change fast enough just due to the brutal nature of this game that I wouldn't, I mean, three years is a sporting lifetime for other athletes. So, um, I, I, I wouldn't say that, but he is not in a position where he is going to accelerate through that depth chart faster than he might have accelerated through the depth chart in San Francisco. But he wanted out, they wanted out, and there it is. He's out. Big Mac says, 
I'm just flabbergasted by Lynch and Shanahan. Completely botched the Lance pick. Look, they botched it all. They botched the pick. They botched the value. They botched uh, maybe even the choice. If Kyle was talked out of who he might have really wanted and into the player that he didn't really want. I mean, this was the one time Kyle was finally going to get his guy, right? And he didn't. And it's embarrassing. He botched it. And then he botched the development. And then you had the Cosmos botching things for Trey Lance with the finger injury, then the broken ankle. Like, it, the whole thing, for any of it to work, it had to link like this. It had to mesh together. Trey Lance was like this from the get-go. Just none of it fit together. Nothing. Nothing. And it stinks. This is a good investment. Dan says, I never bought a Lance jersey. That's probably, see, here's the thing. You want to know why I really think half these 49er, like Trey Lance fanboys out there are really, really angry? It's because they bought the jersey. They're like, oh, that's going to be the guy. I'm going to be first in on that jersey. And now it's, you turn it back into a Jeff Garcia jersey, I guess, right? Day says, is Eli Mitchell in jeopardy of losing backup running back? Because Ty Davis Price, Jeff Wilson, Brita, Mostert, Coleman are all players who've had success in the running back by committee role. Um, if Christian McCaffrey gets hurt, who is your second running back? Well, I do think it's going to be Elijah Mitchell. He's just been banged up and dinged up right now, and he's a guy that you don't want to burn out in meaningless preseason games. I did think that both... Uh, Ty Davis Price appointed himself well tonight, as did um, as did Mason. And I, I really like the 49ers running back situation. I like their backfield an awful lot. I think it's going to be the strength of a team. It has been and I think will continue to prove itself to be just that. expectations are at an all-time high. Kyle, under pressure, does he fold or man up? We'll find out together, won't we? He he better man up. I mean, look at it this way. If the Niners don't win a Super Bowl, it better not be because Kyle folded. It be, better be because somebody screwed up somehow, not him. You know, I've never seen Kyle get caught with his pants down in terms of having the wrong game plan or a team that's not playing hard. I'll give him that much. And I think even if you didn't like Kyle Shanahan, one of the things you'd have to say is there's not a moment out there where the 49ers aren't playing their dicks off. Even when things go wrong, even in games that are bad, I've never once seen the 49ers quit on a game. Like they were actually playing the Raiders a couple of years ago and you saw the Raiders quit middle of the third quarter. You saw it. So, I know what quitting football teams look like. And even when the Niners are getting beaten, they're not, they're never quitting. They play hard for Kyle. That locker room respects the shit out of Kyle. You might not. Some people who cover this team might not. That locker room full of grown men who understand how the NFL work, understand that Kyle makes them better players and isn't going to be so stubborn that he keeps a player that isn't ready to play on a team because I spent all this draft capital on him. I think Kyle earned he's first of all he's got a lot of respect in that locker room to begin with i think he even earned more today with this tough decision because he looks worse in this decision than anybody else and he still did it 
Again, there's always going to be somebody returning to this. Damn, three first-round picks, though? Yeah, yeah, that's what you going to do. What you going to do? The big swing and a miss. Big, big swing and a miss. Again, only after four starts. Hey, isn't that about the same amount of games he started in college? I mean, like this guy just hasn't played football and you can't have him just out there playing football on a team that's got this much riding on a season. That was really the flawed design of the entire draft pick to begin with. Really was. The flawed design of the entire draft pick to begin with was the fact that there there was never an indication that Lance was going to like line up and be who they wanted. He just wasn't on the same track that the team needed a player on. And like I'm surprised that Kyle tripped over that as much as any player evaluation, not knowing that his his timeline and the player didn't add up very well. Again, welcome to the Bottom Line Bets postgame show. We're about over an hour in here on YouTube. Damon Bruce with you for the first time in about a decade. I'm back doing 49ers postgame here on YouTube. Each and every game brought to you by Bottom Line Bets. Um, handicapping winners. Documenting winners. Check out the website. Daily, weekly, monthly subscriptions available. And if you are someone who dives into a little wage attainment, like to have a little rolling on a Sunday or on a baseball game. Let me tell you, my man Stefan knows what he's talking about. 60% winning percentage, better than 60%. I told him nobody's better than 60%. He says, I am. I was like, all right, well, we're going to be tracking and documenting. And hopefully for my listeners, it's a good luck to everyone. Cause that's what gambling is. They don't just call this shit making money. You're gambling. But my man gambles for real. He is a true living in Las Vegas handicapper who puts his money where his mouth is, and that's the only tout that I would ever want to go with. Forget about just giving me the pick. Are you playing it? Stefan answers, yes, he plays the picks he gives. So you go ahead and you check that out this season. Zeus. Throwing in another uh, two bones into the ganja jar. Take a shot. I'm on whiskey. Well, okay. Well, sure. Again, we're just sipping. We're not shooting right now. It's a big morning for the Bruces tomorrow. We're going to the California Academy of Sciences. Uh, Rick says... Uh, Jim Druckenmiller was drafted in the mid-90s. He was not drafted by Bill Walsh. Bill Walsh consulted on that draft pick. Bill Walsh walked into the room and said, that's the guy you need to take. He talked the regime into making that pick. What do we got here? 
Kurt the Chameleon says the real facts on this show. Again, how isn't isn't that isn't that a little bit of a bold way to approach sports conversations? Let's deal with facts. Let's keep the facts in the timeline. Let's not make shit up. And let's not get so overly emotional that we forget to use our own eyes to relay what we're seeing. We're just going to dump our feelings all over everyone. That's that's not how I get down. That's called experience. It's called know-how. And look, I'm sure to a group of people out there who just like screamers, I don't appeal to them. Hopefully, um, it has been proven with enough rating success with the number one listened to sports talk show in Northern California, that people do dig what I put down and how I put it down. Rational adult thinking from an experienced media member who has been credentialed more often than a lot of these other folks have even been into restaurants. So... Hopefully my experience keeps on working out. Just facts, DB. Facts. That's it. We got facts. It's preseason. It's preseason. You got to calm down. The Trey Lance experiment is officially over. You got to get over it yourself. Can't keep crying about the spilt milk of the draft picks. You just can't. Why would you return to a media member who only wanted to cover this team through the prism of their gripe about Trey Lance? What can I tell you? There's a lot of people who have been exposed by the 49ers, like, you don't even know what you're looking at. You might be at practice every day. Congratulations. You haven't understood it, not for a second. Good job. You tell them, Damon. I will. Thank you, Dan. Thank you, Chuck. The adult in the room speaks the truth. How about that? Thank you, Chuck. $5 in the ganja jar. I tell you what, Chuck's an actual uh, like in person for real life friend of mine. If Chuck opens a bottle of wine, you're gonna want some wine from that bottle. And if Chuck busts out the ganja jar in his house, you're gonna want to sit on down and put on a little, I don't know, a little Pink Floyd, a little Zeppelin, a little Dead. Just sit there and enjoy yourself, my man. My man Chuck knows how to live. Thank you, Chuck. Matt says, uh, Damon, I'm glad I found you. This is awesome. I subscribed. Matt, cheers and thank you. I'm glad that you've subscribed. It's awesome to have you here. Thank you for finding me. We're going to be doing some promotion. We're going to be growing. Uh, there is a commercial coming soon for the fact post game and Damon has returned. Even went out to the old stomping grounds, a candlestick to film it. I wish that place still existed. I really do. Didn't Harbaugh say Jed York couldn't be in a players meeting? Yeah, dude. Jed, basically, Jim Harbaugh told Jed York to go get a shine box. I mean, I, there's no other way to say it. There was an awful lot of uh, covert and overt disrespect from coach to owner that the owner said, I'm good. 
I'm good. We're not doing this anymore. Harbaugh kicked Jet out of meetings and practice. Yes, he did. Didn't Harbaugh suspend himself at Michigan? Yeah, only so he wouldn't get caught, get caught with a show cause and get thrown out of college next year. So, yes, this is one of those, if I slap myself on the wrists a little, maybe I'll avoid real punishment. It's all manipulation. Jim told Jed only men are welcome in the locker room. <laughs> well, if, if he actually used that phrase, he probably got fired. That's the day. I mean, I know when they were out at Levi's Stadium, which, by the way, the turf at Levi's still sucks. You can see guys slipping all over the place out there. But um, Jim Harbaugh did not like the grass at Levi. And on the day that they were cutting the ribbon to say, come on in for the first time, Harbaugh pulled his team off the field. And that is what I've been told was like, Jed York's final last straw moment with Jim Harbaugh, where he said to himself, all right, this son of a bitch gets this season, and then that's it. And he didn't even get the year, right? Tom Sula comes in. Brian says, uh, Damon, sports betting is still not legal in California. This is true. This is why there will be an accompanying offshore account in which to place your wagers. Also, you can drive to Reno, and the uh, the Las Vegas Strip is a 90-minute plane ride away as well. So if you want to gamble in the state of California and or wherever, how about this? I don't care where you are. Proximity is dead. doesn't matter where you're listening to me from. If you want to bet on sports, you can from anywhere. It's just that simple. So, look, I don't even like doing prediction business because what if I told you three games into the year, um, you know, Christian McCaffrey has torn his ACL, Nick Bosa still hasn't reported for duty, and Brock Purdy isn't who you hoped he would be. Like, what if all that's happened by week three? What's your prediction, Damon, for the Niners? I'm saying... 12 and 5. If everything goes great, 12 and 5 is out there for them. I'd like to see the special team shore up. I'd like to see the defense get a little bit better up the middle. Um, but all that could certainly happen. Nothing's happened for real yet. 12 and 5 is to me, that's about as good of a season as any team is going to have this year. I don't I don't think that there is a team with an over-under above 13 in this league. I think the Chiefs are sitting at 12 and a half. So 12 and 5 would be an extraordinary year. 12 and 5 means you're probably hosting the NFC title game. 11 and 6, 10 and 7. I think both numbers qualify for postseason play. I'd rather be 11 and 6. But that's the wheelhouse that they're shooting for. There are huge expectations. Huge expectations. And they got to go out and meet him. Like my man Ike, every single time you order from Ike, right? You, you got big expectations. That sandwich has established itself as one of the most delicious sandwiches in the world. And you know what you've signed up for when you go to Ike's. 
You're going to like that sandwich. Go ahead and like this show as well. Thank you very much, Ike, for being one of our best sponsors, most loyal friends a guy could ask for. We got Ivan Cavlo Perez. Great name. I love your channel, Damon. I love your name, Ivan. Thank you very much. Go ahead, you hit that like button, baby. A lot of people saying, long live Ikes. Long live Ikes. What, somebody asked here, Damon, why are you starting fights with our other content creators? Well, first of all, I'm not a content creator. I'm a broadcaster on YouTube. There's a difference. Number two, um, I'm not picking fights. They picked fights with me. And number three, it's not me telling you they don't know what they're talking about. The 49ers are sending that message. The football team that they cover, that they tell you they know what's about to happen and here's what's about to happen and then none of it happens, it means they're really not as dialed in as you would think. And there's a lot of hubris out there in uh, an untrained, unqualified world. I, you know, I, One of the biggest problems is that kids go to college and they want to be experts. You know, they want to graduate as pundits in the field. Normally, you don't get to tell people what's going on in any walk of life until you got like 10, 15 years in the business. We've got a whole bunch of people who are rooting for certain outcomes that they've already decided they want to see in their own minds, and they just press go live on YouTube, and they think of themselves as broadcasters too. Dude, I'm, again, I'm not bagging on anybody, but you're about to see the difference proven on a daily basis. It's the difference between adults and kids. Do you want to be at the adult table? Come over here. Look, you can have a lot of fun at the kids' table too, but we'll eat better, we'll know more, and we'll certainly drink better over at the adult table. So again, when you're interested in getting mature, when you're interested in really learning about what's going on and how sports really works, not how sports is just an outrage machine for people. Uh, you'll find your way here. I certainly hope you do. Joan in payroll wants a word with you, Damon. <laughs> Sorry, Joan. No more bologna sandwiches. Or maybe it's nothing but bologna sandwiches for Joan now. Damon, did you see that Subway got sold for $9 billion? Yuck. Look, they got, you know, I'm sure it's this thing where Subway is now, you know, they're in the real estate business. They have so much property more than they're in the sandwich business. Kind of like the thing with McDonald's. They're in, McDonald's is a real estate deal. It's not even a sandwich deal anymore. But um, Subway is disgusting. I mean, you just, I, like, I live in San Francisco. I can't eat Subway ever again in my life. I have too many good sandwiches around me in every direction. I, I can never eat Chipotle or Taco Bell in my life. I live, by, I, I live by the mission. I could throw a rock and hit a place that looks like it's gross and go in there and get an incredible taco. Again, the adult table. I'm sure the kids love Subway and love Taco Bell. They don't know any better yet. They haven't been around the block. 
I mean, I remember when I went to my football, first football practice and I walk away thinking like, oh man, I'm an insider now. I really know what I'm doing. And then you realize, no, you, you don't, you don't know shit until you've been around this team for about a decade. And that's the bottom line. Check out bottom line bets. If you're interested in making the right investment, let someone do the handicapping for you, especially if you're on a little bit of a cold streak. You don't know where you're going. We you know your, your instincts are gone. Your handicapping instincts have sort of eroded. My man, Stefan, is a real handicapper living in Vegas, making bets with his own money, backing not the advice that he's just giving you, but he's taking for himself. And if you're looking for a handicapper, that's what you're looking for. You know, that is the ultimate put your money where your mouth is business. And he does. Check it out for yourself. Mike Fuss says, here's some advice. Don't buy jerseys. Now, how about this? If you're going to pick up a jersey, why don't you make sure that guy either has a second contract or a Pro Bowl appearance first or something? Speaking of handicapping, speaking of odds, there's an awful lot of truth right here by Aussie Rules saying, Damon, too many first-round quarterbacks bust or don't pan out. You get better odds in Las Vegas. Oh, it's the truth, man. Look, there is nothing that happens in college that proves whether or not a player can or cannot play in the NFL. And I think that's what Kyle Shanahan was betting on more than anything else. Kyle Shanahan had to talk himself out of the instincts he has about the position of quarterback to select Trey Lance. He had to have. He had to have. He had to have said, all right, field vision matters not. Accuracy matters not. I need a scheme dynamic player that can give my playbook a wrinkle that it's really not had before, and that will allow me to then mold him into what I want everywhere else as he now represents this A-plus athlete. And the funny thing about Lance is I don't even know if he ever truly represented A-plus athlete because, to me, he doesn't have, like, quick twitch, turn it up the field, put a foot in the ground, and gone level speed. Brock Purdy looks faster than Trey Lance on a football field. He really does. And I'm not here to bag on Trey Lance. Kyle thought he had something. Kyle thought he saw something. Kyle thought and hoped this guy is going to play better than all the measurables that he's really not living up to. I just got a hunch. And he handicapped that wrong. Gaffla says, this is the same way we feel about Jamarcus Russell jerseys. Yeah, it's a tough purchase if you were a Raider fan. That was tough. And this is the, the ultimate truth right here by HR. If Kyle wins the Super Bowl, absolution is yours. Yeah, that's it. You win a Super Bowl. What else are you going to say, right? I mean, remember, Andy Reid was a phenomenal play caller, a great play designer, but just wasn't going to win a Super Bowl. And that's what everyone said about it. He'll never win a Super Bowl. Well, he has. He's won a couple now. 
No one says these things about Andy Reid anymore. It's just like Phil Mickelson. And I know Phil's not family-friendly and popular or loved anymore, but Phil Mickelson was Mr. Never-going-to-win-it-all until he won it all. So to see someone who is really, really good at what they do and just dismiss them, I mean, what, what did Dave Lombardi, another adult-in-the-room journalist member, um, and like, like, here's the thing. I don't claim to be a capital J journalist. I'm a lowercase J journalist. Um, I'm a talk show host. There's a difference. But Dave Lombardi basically said, you know, when you're investing some, when you're looking at someone's investment portfolio, you don't single out one particular stock and then make up your decision about the investment portfolio based on the performance of one particular stock. And then Dave went on to say about that tweet that this isn't a tweet about stocks. He was talking about the Trey Lance decision, saying that when you look at the entirety of Kyle Shanahan's coaching portfolio and everything that he brings to the table, he's the right guy for the job. If you want to evaluate Kyle through only the prism of the Trey Lance decision, he should be fired immediately. Forget about fired. He should be dragged out into the public and put in stockades and pelted with rotten cabbage. Like, that's how bad it was. It's one of the ultimate swings and misses. Let's not pretend. That's what it is. It's one of the ultimate swings and misses. In football history. But if you're going to score that swing and miss against Kyle, don't you also have to score... The Oh, he might have hit that final pick of the draft so thoroughly out of the park, even though the Trey Lance pick goes down as one of the worst picks in NFL draft history. The Brock Purdy pick, if this guy turns into a franchise quarterback for real, uh, that goes down as one of the single greatest picks in draftable history, any sport, any continent, any planet. Have you ever seen a franchise quarterback, a six, seven, eight-year starter in the NFL at any position come from Mr. Irrelevant? The answer is no, because it's never happened. If it does happen with Brock Purdy, it will be stunning. A breaking the mold of all draft logic event that no one would have ever assumed could possibly happen. It's like a 16 seed beating a one. In the NCAA tournament, you had to see it with your own two eyes before you assumed it could ever, ever happen. But it did. Talk about the schedule that's coming up. Days says, look, man, the Niners will see Najee Harris, Saquon, Tony Pollard, Nick Chubb all within the first six weeks. I like our D-line, but our second and third units have not looked that good this preseason. Any cause for concern? Yeah. Yeah. But it's just a cause for concern. There's no real reason to be concerned unless you start seeing Eric Armstead, Javon Hargrave, and Nick Bosa getting gashed with Fred Warner and Drake Greenlaw playing behind them. If that is gash city, then your cause for being concerned is allowed to turn into real concern. But we're not there yet. Again, nothing that we've seen will matter once Pittsburgh gets underway. We'll start evaluating what really is and isn't working at that time.
Little advice from Mike, who says, grown men complaining about something I have no control over. It's just a bad look. Just enjoy or root for your team, but quit crying. Here's the thing. You're allowed to cry. You're allowed to get a little angry, but you know, please keep yourself in perspective. But believe me, there's not a single 49er fan that wants to win the Super Bowl more than Kyle Shanahan does. I mean, at best, you get to go to a parade. He's trying to be in it. There's a difference. And look, man, I am not some just constant Kyle apologist. We'll talk about the warts. We won't insist he's always been handsome every day without even combing his hair. We're not, we're not going to do that. We're going to be real. And what is real about Kyle Shanahan is he has really, really screwed some things up, but they have never been screw-ups to the point where then the – look at it this way. Not a single season Kyle Shanahan has coached this team has been unra- uh, uh, derailed for anything other than injuries. It's not coming up short in terms of talent. It's not coming up short in terms of scheme. You can say that there have been some poorly timed playoff game fourth quarter defensive miscues. I would not argue with you there. I would say that that isn't even Kyle's side of the ball. But he's head coach. He's responsible for it all. Speaking of defensive coordinator, you know who I think is going to have a monster year, and that's Fred Warner, because I think that Fred Warner is going to get involved in more more linebacker blitzes under Steve Wilkes than he has seen under any of the other defensive coordinators he's played for, D'Amico Ryan's included. D'Amico knew how to dial up a well-timed blitz. Steve Wilkes, I think, is going to be more than dialing up well-timed blitzes. I think he's going to be dialing up some blitzes, man. He's going to get aggressive, and Fred Warner's the right guy to do that with. Watch Fred Warner have a monster year. Rob C says, I'm signing up for bottom line bets after preseason. Well, thank you, Rob. Let me get you a promo code before you start doing that. And we'll, we'll, we'll shave a little off your buy-in price and, uh, and I'll get full credit for having sent you their way. So, Check out bottom line bets. Just put your eye on it. See it as a site. Tell me what you think. And then I'll get you a promo code and you really start signing up. And then we'll go ahead and start making a little bit of money together. huh? Damon, you got to get Fortin nuts in for a betting segment. Oh, Fortinbaugh Friday shall return. You know, Fortinbaugh is uh is is going to be doing a midday show on ESPN radio and I told him I was like here's what we'll do Joe I'll be a like regular weekly guest on your show whenever you're looking to get through an hour you can call me I'm a jack of all trades I can talk about anything obviously you can come to me for your bay area everything that you need but I can take it way beyond that and I'll just be this easy built-in segment once a week for you your co-host that you don't even have to think about it runs on autopilot i'll do that for you but you're gonna have to come in and do some fortinball fridays with me i think joe and i have an agreement Joey Courtside said once, if someone tells you they're winning more than 50%, they're lying. And look, I've always kind of stuck to that saying too, but I've seen the returns. I've, I've seen it with my own two eyes. 
I've seen 60, 65% winnings coming in for weeks at a time. I've seen it. Again, nothing's guaranteed, folks. Nothing's guaranteed. But you're looking to accumulate the best advice you can get from an adult in the room. And that's what my man Stefan at Bottom Line Bets is. Again, if he's telling you to lay it, he's playing it himself. And not every tout service can say that. I mean, there were some guys who literally, they'd be advertising their touts, their handicaps on radio stations on different sides of the country. And, you know, like, let's say they were handicapping a Steelers-Browns game. They'd give one side of the country the Steelers as their winner. They'd give the other side of the country the Browns as their winner, and they would spread their action around. I mean, it is a nefarious business. So you got to you got to get in a business with someone that you like, you trust, and produces for you. Again, you go ahead and start monitoring my man Stefan and what he does, and then you tell me if it's right for you. Check it out. Daily, weekly, monthly prices are available. Like I said, starting next week, we'll even have a little offshore gambling website for you. Here's the thing. Here's here's what I'm not going to do. I'm just going to show you where the options are where you can go do these things. I am never going to pretend to be the expert. Never. I will never lie to you and tell you that, oh, yeah, I know how I, I know exactly how these bets should be going down. I will never do that, but I'm going to tell you where you should go to get that advice, and then where you can go with that advice to make the bets that you want to make. I'm like an importer-exporter, like the art vandalay of gambling. Sorry, I've been watching a lot of Seinfeld lately. What do we got here? Iceman. 0072 says, Damon, you should be in the press box. So it's a it's a very good point. I have covered the 49ers for the better part of 20 years. There's never been a single moment where I haven't felt like I do a better post game if I'm preparing for it in front of a TV or in a studio than in a press box. In a press box, I can't toggle my television. I can't go back and look at a play during a commercial break. I can't bounce around and pause and make notes the way that I can when I'm in control of how the game goes out. And honestly, as good as it is to be in the press box, it just gets you to the press conference sooner. And I don't want to do the press conference. I want to come on the air and start talking with you I'll get all that press conference crap tomorrow. I don't need it now. I want to talk to you about instant reactions about what we just saw. So I'd rather do that. And I really mean it. I, I think football is a better product on television than it even is in person. Now, maybe I'd feel a little bit differently if the Niners had a better stadium, but I hate Levi's Stadium with such a white, hot, on-the-record burning passion that I just I can't stand that place. If the Niners were still a candlestick, I'd much rather be in that junky-ass press box than the hermetically sealed aquarium that is on top of Levi's Stadium. I can't stand that place. So not only will I be covering the 49ers from my own office and studio, I'm going to do a better job than half the guys who were sitting in the press box saying, oh, can I see that again? Where can I see that again? I guess I'll have to see it after the game. So 
I got to do that. Plus, I got two kids, and I just can't stick my wife every single Sunday with the kids for 12 hours at a time. That's a dick move. See, people here understand, and I've had, I've, I've, I've had hosts come at me. Says, I love it when DB was interviewed by a Houston Rockets flagship station and he just bodied and clowned them professionally. I remember, like, I think it was even, it was, it was a Cleveland station where we were talking about Warriors Cavs during one of the years where the Cavs didn't make the miracle comeback. And I just basically said, you know, everything you're saying is cute. Here's why the Warriors are going to win. Here's why they're going to do it in five games. And then when the segment was over, they were like, oh, you know, I hate that guy. I hate him because he's so right. That's good. That's, that, that's a compliment to me. I'll take that. And here you go. I'll give Jillian among the last words tonight saying thank you, Plusers, for tuning in to Post Game and Damon. Indeed, for those of you who are new here, Jillian is my wife. She is a huge part of this. There's no way we're doing this without her. Uh, I thank her profusely for getting me back up on the air after getting hurled out of radio for reasons that make no sense to all involved still to this day. But it is wonderful to be here with you. I'm telling you, I wouldn't be driving in the radio station to hang out with you tonight, but to just come downstairs into the office and hang out with you and do post game with a sponsor. Uh, I love it. I absolutely love it. It's a lot of fun. So thank you. Whether you're new here, you're new here is awesome. Please subscribe and hit the notify button. That way you won't miss any post games. We're going to be getting going right around the two-minute warning every single game this football season. So hit not just subscribe, but hit notify as well. Hit that like button tonight. That always helps the algorithm, and it's going to help this thing grow. Grow, 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 grow. I'll tell you, you can't prove to me that this isn't the wave of the future. When the Trey Lance news broke, when the Trey Lance news broke this afternoon, I checked out how many people were watching 95.7 The Game's YouTube page. And then I checked out how many people were watching KNBR's YouTube page. And then I put on my old friends, Guy Haberman and John Middlecoff. Haberman and Middlecoff have a great YouTube page. And the two of them had more than double the combined viewers than two very much established sports talk radio stations. And let me tell you, that was a illuminating moment for me. And it just shows you that old media, you know, I wouldn't call it dead, but it's certainly dying. And guys who are established on YouTube, get bigger audiences and bigger cume and bigger turnouts for breaking news coming to them than established stations. And I love Haberman and Middlecoff. And I was watching them thinking, if they can do that, I bet you I can do that too. So thank you for being here and coming along tonight. And hopefully you plan on returning, not just for 49er post game, but Monday through Friday, we're live at 11 a.m. every single morning. And we go about an hour or more 
or less because I'm never going to waste your time. I'm never going to try to drag you through a four-hour-long radio show just because that's my job. My job is to come and tell you what is going on in sports, what I think about it. We're going to laugh about some things. We're going to argue about some things. Then we're going to shake hands. We're going to walk away friends. And I promise I'm never going to waste your time, not for a singular minute. You know, if I'm doing an hour and a half show, it's because there's an hour and a half shit worth to talk about. I'm not trying to drag you through another commercial break because I got to make Steven Moskowitz happy. You have to be local to get that joke. HR saying, dope shirt, D. Yeah, there's a little Steph we trust, baby. I'm getting ready for, for basketball season, too. I'm going to do, I'm going to start doing basketball post game, too. Like, I'm up watching these games and we're going to, we're going to do it, man. We're going to party. I'm looking forward to it. YouTube, it's new to me. I'm figuring it out. Well, I've been doing this for what? Not even five months yet. I mean, that's the thing. You know, everyone's like, dude, we'll just wait until you get to that second or third football season. Like Larry Kruger is in his second, third football season on YouTube. Haberman and Middlecoff, they're in year like five together over on YouTube. I'm just a puppy over here. I haven't even grown into the size of my paws yet. And it's fun. I love it. I made a whole bunch of notes here that I really haven't even gotten to because, again, the results of this particular specific game just don't matter that much. The curtain goes up for real. Two Sundays from now in Pittsburgh. We're, we're, we're what, 14 days away? Is that what it is? Rob C. putting a fin in the ganja jar. Thank you very much, Damon. The five, the five footer. Please wear that T-shirt again. See, that is my sacred T-shirt. That's my concert going T-shirt. That's the best T-shirt I got. The I still miss Fife dog with Snoopy laying on his dog doghouse saying I still miss Fife dog. I I love that T-shirt. I will rock it again, Rob C. But we got we got to wait for something big. That, 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 that look at it this way. The Fife Dog t-shirt will come out for the Dallas Cowboys game. And then we might have to go back to the Fife Dog t-shirt for the Eagles game later in the year. I know NFL teams like to tell you when they're wearing their special jerseys. I'm going to tell you where I'm wearing, wearing my special Fife Dog t-shirt. Dallas week, Eagles week. You'll see it twice this football season. Can't go giving it away. But Rob, thank you very, very much. Your generosity is absurd. Uh, thank you. Big Mac, 8675. I'm just glad we got a Jim Tom Sula reference on tonight's show. Cheers to that Ron Jeremy-looking motherfucker and Joan and Payroll. <laughs> hey, look at it this way. There were a lot of Jim Tom Sula jokes. Boy, he was a better NFL coach than Chip Kelly was. A lot of NFL, a lot of Jim Tom Sula jokes, but boy, he was a better NFL coach than Mike Singletary was, than, than maybe even Mike Nolan was, than Dennis Erickson was.
Space says, uh, Damon, Bosa's holdout will only hurt the team. He's not going to be game ready. Look, it might hurt the team. I think it's hurt a little bit of Steve Wilkes trying to figure out what he's got as a new player to play with. Uh, him and Hargrave obviously haven't been able to develop any. I play next to you. Uh, brotherhood, and I think that's going to be an awful lot of where the season is won or lost. Now, they're both good enough to figure it out quickly, and the one benefit of the doubt that I will give Nick Bosa is that if he's not ready to go, it's going to be because his body hasn't been through enough actual football action yet, but at the same time, it won't be because his, he's out of shape. Nick Bosa will report to the ounce of his playing weight with 0% body fat. We know that about Nick Bosa. But in order to be ready to play a football season, you need football on your body. And there's been no football on his body. There's no doubt. Breaking. El Cerrito, October 10th and 11th. Well, we got new Ike's opening. That's exciting. That's exciting, Ike. I will be there. Lucky, again, thank you very much. Here's a little something for the ganja jar. Lucky, I appreciate all of our good-natured back and forth tonight. I wasn't picking on you. I just, I'm encouraging you to think, like a a general manager thinks. A general manager has to move on from the mistakes that he makes. And you got to do that. I mean, the, the, the Trey Lance situation sucks, but it's over. It's over and you don't need to worry about it. You, you got to lay that burden down. And thank you for laying two bones in the ganja jar. I appreciate it. By the way, Ike has heard about the uh, subway sale, and he's saying that uh, I'm looking forward to my $10 billion payout one day. I'll be looking forward to that day too, Ike, because I would imagine the windfall will be for everyone involved, which being the most delicious sandwich on your menu, I, I indeed hope I am. <laughs> $10 billion? N needless to say, we're going to hope that you continue to want to sponsor the show when you cash out for $10 bill. My man, San Bruno Mike, tell me that he's not going to be absolutely ready for week one. He's a big Steelers fan saying, Damon, thanks for the advice. Geno's East, you're spot on with the San, with the, uh, San Francisco sandwich and taqueria game. Yeah, M Mike recently in Chicago, he's like, I've heard an awful lot about Giordano's. I want some good deep dish. Where should I go? Look, Giordano's is really good. There's a lot of really good deep dish places that you've never even heard of. Chicago's good at deep dish pizza, but to me, Gino's East, there's something about that sauce that is just the acidic flavor notes I like in my tomato sauce. I like a pasty, tomato pasty sauce. I like very tomato forward pasty flavor in my tomato sauce. I think the Gino's has that. I like the layer of sausage 
I'm just a Geno's East guy. Like I said, it's been a long, long, long day. I was up at 5.30 this morning hanging out with Gianna on TV. Now here I am close to the midnight hour hanging out with you. We've got ourselves a, uh, a, a day at the California Academy of Sciences. And like, we're going to be there when that son of a bitch opens at like 9.30 in the morning because we got to get all out before nap times come about. And uh, some later Saturday tomfoolery will be ensuing for your boy. So we got to get it all done early in the morning with the boys. Money Green 408 says, Bang Bang Niner Gang, love some at Damon Bruce Plus. Well, thank you, Money Green. Woo! That was an aggressive final sip of the day. As a matter of fact, I'm going to use a little, I'm going to go chase that with a little agua frescas, okay? It was two more ounces than I thought I was going to get right there. <laughs> uh, all right. Tired eyes, watery eyes. There's going to be a lot of uh, late-night games for the 49ers this year, no doubt. No doubt. They're in primetime quite a bit. Again, they're a big deal. They're going to have a good season. The Trey Lance thing sucks. I can't believe he's a Dallas Cowboy. I think he's in a worse situation for playing time there than he would be here. But it's a deal that was done, and the Niners wanted out, and they're out, and it's done, and it's a sunk cost. And really, there's no point in ever even talking about it again. It's embarrassing. It's the biggest swing and miss Kyle's ever going to be allowed to make from a GM standpoint. And if Kyle weren't as successful a head coach, he would have been fired as a GM a long time ago. But he has two sides of the same coin. And it's a coin that most NFL franchise would covet having in their pocket. Kyle's good at this. And you got to believe in him, his system, and the way he wants to run it. It gets you to the NFC title game more often than not over the last few seasons. And, you know, again, there's some people who say, well, you know, I'm in this for Super Bowls and nothing else. Well, doesn't that make you special? Oh, don't you have a discerning list of priorities that we just, us mere mortals, can't even identify with? Your demand for excellence at all times. I'm so impressed by it. Damon, I want a Super Bowl. I deserve one. You haven't had one in 30 years. Calm down. You know, I went to Indiana. We think we deserve national championships in basketball there, too. Haven't won one since 1987. When I say that out loud, I want to pull my own tongue out, by the way. Hashtag Fortinball forever. Jay Boogie says, Trey Lance's legacy, the weirdest trades in Niners history. It's certainly right there with the best of them, if not the most of it. And the fact that Trey Lance and James Wiseman like share the same timeline with, I mean, the, the similarities in their careers is astonishing. Given up on before you'd think the team would give up on them. Uh, 
raw to the point of comically raw coming out of their collegiate experiences, being put in situations that the teams in the situation you'd think would avoid putting such a raw player into, maybe a little hubris, maybe we think we know more than we you know, we we know enough to know that we're good enough to do this, even though we shouldn't. Maybe that's an element that was involved in both of those decisions. And in retrospect, you know, obviously the Niners haven't won multiple championships like the Warriors have, but with all of their NFC title games appearances, even with these blown premium picks, there has still been a very measurable, indisputable degree of success that both of these franchises have enjoyed. D. Bruce, I need that promo code. We'll get it for you. We will get it for you. By the way, Jillian is explaining that, uh, yeah, when it comes to covering teams in San Francisco, I'm in San Francisco. The 49ers aren't even close to San Francisco. If they still played a candlestick, it would be 15 minutes from candlestick to my front door. Just drive around that hill, basically. We would have been at my place. I live by City College. I live in San Francisco. My wife and I have sacrificed a lot, especially going through what we've gone through in the last few months to stay here. We ain't going anywhere, baby. I'm sure there are a couple stations, a few competitors who would love to see me up and leave. Nope. We're going to do it this way. Michelle Haberman. Turkey on the 50. Never forget. Damon, I hope you're an LLC. Again, adult in the room. Of course we're an LLC. You know that. I know that. Again, this is Jillian's doing. If it were up to me, I wouldn't even I'd be like, LLC? I love LL Cool J. What are you talking about? I love LL Cool J. Oh, no, limited liability company? I have no idea what that is. Luckily, Jillian does, and I've got some really smart guardsman friends who do those sorts of things. So I just call them, and I say, can you make that happen? And boom, it happens. Shout out to Habercoff. I think they're talented. I really I've always loved those guys. I think their show's phenomenal. We got to collaborate. There was a minute there where Guy Haberman and I were actually going to team up together, but he just said, "Look, Damon, I want to pursue a play-by-play career and I'm doing a thing with John and I can't abandon my buddy John and and I get it, but before there was going to be Damon and Ratto, there was going to be Damon and Haberman. That was going to happen." But then he said, nah, man, I'm doing this thing on YouTube. I like it over there. I got a podcast going on. This Haberman of Middlecoff. We got a promo code, ham. Get yourself some Tito's vodka. And I did those things. Oh, they've, they've, they've been a big inspiration, making me think, yeah, this can all happen. There is a lot of life beyond radio. And Daze, I'm glad you feel this way, saying right here, Krug and Damon's like peanut butter and jelly. I love working with Larry. Larry and I are going to be all over each other's channels and coverage this year couple adults in the room who I think I know complement each other very, very well.
Money Green. I used to burn the midnight oil as a young buck. Now I'm burning the hash oil like an OG. <laughs> yeah, I like that. What we got here? Sony Rochelle saying, love you, DB. Love you, man. I don't know. Is that Son? Sony? Is that a hard E? I don't know. Either way, fists pointing right back at you. Thank you. Damon, Dub Nation. I do. I do. I, that's the thing. Football is the coin of the realm. And I love football. I love, I, I L O V E absolutely love, love, love football. I'm a basketball junkie. Like to me, the problem with football is there's not enough of it. Basketball gives me all the smack that I need. There's a game like every other night. I love it. I need it. I need basketball in my life. I need the Warriors who play the prettiest, the prettiest version of basketball I've ever seen in my life. I fell in love with them based on the way they played before the entire NBA kind of caught up with them. But I love watching the Warriors. Steph Curry's what a what a pleasure it is to have covered that guy's entire career. Steve Kerr is easy to root for. Um, I, 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 I Draymond's fascinating. Clay Thompson's easy to root for. Love, love Warriors season. Absolutely love it. Get the Hoosiers mixed in there too. If I'm not on the air every day, an afternoon drive, that means I can watch more Indiana basketball than ever before. I can still be a chase center for games. It's going to be great. And yeah, for everyone... Everyone that is saying preseason, this, that, the other thing, HR sums it up perfect. We talk about practice. We are. We're talking about practice. So people need to calm down just a touch. By the way, AJ Cruz throwing in a 10 spot for Jillian, saying Jillian is the one that makes the magic happen. Thank you so very much. Oh, indeed. Again, I said it before, I'll say it again. All I am is the model with the big tits who showed up and to sit on the hood of the car at the car show. Jillian built the car. Damon, that did earlier look like an uh, official sip of the day. It was. My man Ike saying after the deep dish conversation, he needs some pizza now. Maybe that should be a new sandwich we work on, like, like a pizza sandwich, a p kind of like a pizza pizza pocket something. I mean, I know you got the uh, you know the meatball sub. Ah, just thinking out loud. It was fun with Gianna earlier today. Indeed, thank you very much. I love seeing Gianna. I tell you, you want to talk about loyalty. My, my broadcasting sister to the bitter end, no one called me when I got laid off and said, hey, get on my show as fast as possible like Gianna, and her show was a TV show. So God bless her. I love her so much. The Gianna Chewbacca segment. Roar. It was great. A lot of good memories. And look, we're going to make an awful lot of memories right here 
on Damon Bruce Plus on this YouTube page. And hopefully this season you'll be making a little bit of money. Bottom line bets, the official sponsor of Post Game and Damon here on YouTube. Every single two-minute warning will be going live and we will be getting ready before the game is even over to start talking to you about what is happening, what just happened, and we are looking forward to you being a part of it. Thank you so much to Bottom Line Bets for being such a great sponsor. And again, an opportunity for you to go and get some great handicapping advice from someone who actually puts his own skin in the game, which if I'm looking to take any betting advice from anyone, I want to know that they got skin in the game. You look at what he does. It's on his website. It's documented. Make a decision for yourself weekly, monthly, Daily subscriptions available no matter how into gambling or casual a gambler you are, you want to win, and it is very minimal investment to get some great gambling advice from someone who lives the life style. And so there it is, kids. The next time we do this, we'll be doing it for real. Week one Pittsburgh week two down at SoFi two games to begin the year both on the road nothing will come easy for the 49ers but they're a good team the Trey thing aside they should be locked loaded and ready to go no more bullshitting get Nick Bosa in N-O-W get him in now he should be here 9 a.m. Monday morning what are you nuts get it done Thank you so much for tuning in tonight. It was a pleasure seeing you here. So many familiar names, so many new names, and one of the bigger live audiences we've ever assembled. Again, we're new at this. We haven't even done it for real in the postseason. I can't wait to see where this goes this year. I can't wait to see what it looks like in year two, in year three. I'm really looking forward to this journey. Thank you for being a part of it with me. And I'm just going to say... Couldn't do it without you. Thank you so very much. Thank you to Bottom Line Bets. Thank you to Ike's. Thank you to Uncle Boys. Thank you to Blackened Whiskey, which was delicious. I finished, and that means it's officially time for me to go. Thank you so much for tuning in, and please do remember that sports don't build character. They reveal it.